If you ask a realtor what you can do to increase the value of your home, they will most likely answer there are various factors that can play a role. One thing for sure, entertainment space in a home can take any property to the next level. With holidays around the corner, today's episode will focus on home entertainment and how you can maximize your space this holiday season. This is your host, Gretchen Demp-Simmons, and to all the potential homeowners and buyers, stay tuned as we get insight and different perspectives of two very special guests. We'll be exploring the entertainment property of homeowners Todd and Eleanor Persley, featuring Todd. Then Gret Hardwick from Hardwick General Contracting Incorporated will also be joining the conversation, providing the latest home entertainment trends and technology. Hi, I'm Realtor Gretchen Demp-Simmons, and this is your key to Orlando real estate. And I'm here with Todd Pursley at the home of Todd and Eleanor Pursley. We're talking entertainment homes this morning. And so, Todd, thank you, first of all, for being with us today. Thank you. No problem. Glad to do it. Thank you so much. Now, Todd, I remember when you first selected and purchased your home. So now on a scale of one to 10, how important was it to be able to entertain when you decided on your home? And why was that? It was actually a nine or a 10. Uh, that's one of the things we kind of like to do. So it was way up there on the chart in terms of our selection. I am familiar you have entertained with the past and this home has made it more conducive for you to do so, um, especially because I know Eleanor, your wife, comes from a large family. So what's the maximum amount of people you've been able to host in your home? And have you been able to accommodate a variety of celebrations with them? Yes, she does have a big family initially, you know, 10 or 11 brothers and sisters. And we've been able to, I, I would say probably 30 people, 35 people uh, between patio upstairs downstairs uh i would say about that number okay so now what has been your favorite celebrations um in your home and why i've been privileged to be a part of several of them but what about you i think not necessarily a certain <clears throat> holiday or anything like that but uh, if i had to say i i would have to say super bowls uh, we, we tend to like that and that gets the whole house full and everybody excited up and downstairs outside. So I would have to say Super Bowl, especially if your team is playing. Right, definitely. And for me, having been to some of your Super Bowl celebrations, I've actually been able to also celebrate my birthday at the same time. And your wife Correct. who caters uh, has always accommodated that for me. And, and uh, the diet actually goes out of the window when we're there, when she hosts, when you all host the celebrations there. Um, yeah, it, it's turned out to be a pretty big thing. And, and uh, we enjoyed doing it. Obviously, we hadn't been able to do it in a year or so, but hopefully we'll get back to it. Right. And it's it's the invitation everybody kind of sits and holds their breath for. So Absolutely. Out of the, you have a lot of areas in your home. You have your bonus room, your theater room, your uh, enclosed back patio, living room, dining room. And in, in terms of having the formal areas, a family room, an eating kitchen with a bar. So, goodness, what's your favorite area to entertain in and why? I really don't have one because uh, usually when it's a lot of people, they just kind of spread out. And uh, if you if you make it back down to the kitchen area, uh, most people kind of just hover around where the food is, uh, <laughs> even though you may have some sprinkled 
throughout the house. They kind of, I don't know if they want to smell it or, or what, but they just kind of hover around that kitchen, even if they don't sit down. Right. So I, I would say, you know, I don't have a favorite spot. It's just kind of all over. Okay, so no place is perfect. So what is the one drawback or the one change you would make to make this the perfect entertainment home for you and your family and why? We don't have a pool. And uh, I guess that would be nice to have. Uh, you know, uh, for, you know, Florida, a lot of it, it's, it's built for a pool, but we don't have one. It didn't come with one. Uh, I wouldn't mind having that. Probably won't do it at this age, but it would be nice. Uh, I would do another thing I would have liked to have is an intercom system. Mm. Um, so you could talk up, you know, the folks downstairs could communicate with the folks upstairs without yelling through the whole house. So I, I would have liked that. Okay. Yeah, because that is a, a large house to try to communicate in. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's a solid home, so the sound doesn't necessarily travel <laughs> that much. Right. It's so, a lot of yelling. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you have done various changes and improvement on some of these spaces from time to time over the years. So how have they benefited you? And then how do you think these spaces have had any impact on the home's market value? Well, one of the things I believe was, um, uh, you know, we changed pretty much everything to wood floors um, as opposed to when we moved in, it had white carpet. And obviously white carpet is going to get dirty, dirty and more dirty. So we switched to wood floors. I think that adds to it. And obviously it's much easier to keep maintained, to maintain and keep clean. So I, I think that adds to it. Uh, uh, switched carpet areas to tile as well. So I think that that adds to the value of the house uh, tremendously. Okay. And then what about, you know, your wife and kids, you know, how, how do they like um, what that, what your home has brought to their lives in terms of being able to have guests over? Oh, I think they enjoy it. You know, they, they walk around and, uh, you know, proud peacocks. So uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're happy to be here and happy to eat whatever they want to eat. The, the cooking and being homey is a, a big part of it. Yes, it is. It truly is. And just to have great hosts like you and, and your family is a wonderful thing. And so well, um, now, um, any thoughts of downsizing? Not at this time, but I tell you, you know, uh, I was much younger 14 years ago. So these stairs are becoming a little treacherous. So <laughs> it's not without a thought, but we'll, we'll just keep on going till we can't. Todd, thank you so much for your time and thank, thank you, you. And Eleanor for, for sharing your home with us and we really appreciate it and uh, continue to have those great, great um, gatherings that, you know, just kind of warm everybody's heart and I think everybody appreciates that. You take care of yourself. All right. Take care. You See you soon. Thank you. Hi, we have with us now Mr. Greg, Greg Hardwick with Hardwick General Contracting, a builder of custom homes and a member of the Greater Orlando Builders Association. Good morning, sir. How are you? Welcome. Hey, good morning. Thanks for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. So tell me, how have home trends changed lately, um, especially when it comes to entertaining and especially in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic? 
Well, I would, I would say in the custom side, uh, entertainment's always been a, a little bit of a, a piece of that market, but what we saw, you know, through COVID um, on the custom building and renovation side, uh, our families uh, certainly gearing more towards having entertainment amenities in their home, whether they're more resort style amenities outside the home on the pool deck and um, the outdoor living area. Um, we've seen a, a shift to more dedicated theaters again uh, with dedicated sound rooms just for listening to music. Uh, dining rooms are popular again with the butler pantry and being able to bring family in and, and having large gatherings. So those are those are things that at one point we saw were kind of trending away from uh, home design. And now they're they're certainly rooted right back into it. So in certain areas, especially desired areas, land is kind of at a premium. Um, are you having to build more upward than outward? It has square footage increased? What's going on? Well, we do a lot of infill redevelopment. So we're not out on a raw land and a uh, um, new uh, ground up development. So we're, we're either going to do a whole house renovation or a tear down in like the middle of Winter Park or in the middle of Maitland. So we're kind of uh, still subject to the size of the lot and the uh, zoning requirements that they have for that neighborhood. And sometimes that will maximize your square footage. Sometimes it won't. So it, the, really the lot will dictate in a lot of ways, whether we have to go up or we go out, that's what drives it more than, than anything. So when you have to go more up than out, are you finding that people want uh, their entertainment spaces more downstairs or a combination of both upstairs and downstairs? So uh, an example is a home we're building right now on a lakefront down in uh, Windermere area. And it's a, it's a very big lot. It's probably 750 feet long, but it's only 100 feet wide. And so that home uh, we are building in three stories, three separate stories. We have a ground story uh, that faces the lake and then the, the main floor on the second story is where all the entertainment is. That's where the dining room is. That's where the kitchen is. And the, the, the pool is actually on the second floor and kind of overflows in a waterfall down to the uh, first floor. So yeah, I would say that uh, that main floor that you walk into is where you want your, your entertainment. That's where you want everybody going. You don't want everybody going downstairs or upstairs to try to get to the fun. You want it to be right there as you walk in the front door and a continuous transition through those entertainment areas to outdoor entertainment areas as well. Okay, so tell us all, what are the must-have features for home entertaining with regards first to inside spaces? And then what about outside spaces? So I would say with, with inside, you want, you want some flex space. So if you're, if you're going to uh, dedicate an area for a theater or a sound room, our multi-purpose room, you want it to be able to flex between theater, between sound, or between a game room or something like that. So you can kind of have multiple functions in that, that room off the side. Um, one of the functions that we, we do uh, a lot that I think is, is very important is lighting control and home automation. Because now with voice activated platforms out there, like whatever you use, Alexa or Google, I mean, you can literally set up your entertainment mode in the push of a button instead of having to travel all around the house and get the dimming exactly right and the sound exactly right. 
there's, there's ways with home automation and lighting control. Now you can do that on your phone. You can do that with a button on the wall and the lighting will automatically adjust the music and the location of the music will automatically adjust uh, to that entertain mode. So lighting control and, and home automation is very important. And with that, distributed video and distributed sound so that the Super Bowl party that we're talking about if you have you know 15 TVs distributed throughout the, the home you want everybody in the different space to be looking at the same game on the same signal uh, so you want uh, distributed video and then you also want that sound distributed so you're not stuck in one room with the sound all the way up to 10 um, you can have it at lower levels, but throughout the outdoor areas and throughout the house. So the, the people that are localized around the TV aren't getting blasted with, uh, with loud noise. So sound distribution and video distribution are very important. One other thing um, on the flex space that, that we've seen a lot too are these uh, golf simulators. And they're not just about golf simulation anymore. And that, in that same room, on a big screen, you can play golf, you can play basketball, you can play baseball, you can play kickball, you can do a lot of multi-sport things in these, uh, these uh, simulated uh, environments as well. So I think those are always really fun. And then of course, um, I would always uh, recommend having a second kind of butler pantry slash kitchen, you know, for the catering. Uh, for additional cooking that you might have to do over the holidays or the big game. Um, and then a bar area that uh, people could gather around as well for those moments. You've made a whole lot of sense when, <laughs> and have gotten me to thinking about what I need to do for my own space. And I thought about what you were talking about with the television, you know, and, and not wanting to have the delayed reaction. And people are wondering, well, well, what happened with the game a few seconds ago? And then you're getting the delayed reaction. So that's a good point. Um, so I wanted to find out for people that are either renovating or looking to purchase a, a new home, is there a calculation for the layperson when it comes to determining how much square footage per person they should consider for entertaining in a home? I, I don't know if there's a rule of thumb for that. I can, I can give you general statistics on where we are right now. If a, if a home's um, square footage heated and cooled is six to 8,000 square feet, we're generally building an additional two to 4,000 additional square feet under roof. Um, so a lot of that is this covered lanai outdoor living area. And the reason that those square footages are getting a little uh, bigger is because it's not so much more about just having a covered lanai next to your pool um, or then the addition of a summer kitchen out there under that lanai. Outdoor living really needs clearly distinct and defined spaces so your summer kitchen and dining may be over here and then the fire pit the fire pit you know needs to be in its own space and then the the pool deck or the conversation area needs to be in its own space the pool deck needs to be and have its own space for the the lounging and, and stuff you're going to do out by the pool so we're, we're finding that um with outdoor living we're we're really defining three or four separate outdoor living spaces. And with that, you just need that additional square footage to accommodate that instead of it all being kind of under one 15 by 20 lanai area. 
Greg Hardwood, thank you so much for giving us a little bit more insight in terms of what it takes to have a great entertainment home here in Central Florida. We really appreciate you taking the time and giving us that knowledge. Thanks so much. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, anytime, I, I love sharing uh, what we're learning in custom building. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Love having you and have a wonderful holiday season. We'll be in touch. Okay, you too. Thank you. The most recent market report shows median home prices are once again on the rise as inventory drops for the first time in six months. The median price of an Orlando home sale was $325,000, increasing once again after a slight drop in September. Prices are on the rise due to a decrease in inventory of 7.12% from September to October. That is a total of 3,406 homes on the market in October. Inventory in October 2021 was 42% lower than in October 2020. In addition, homes spent an average of 27 days on the market in October, the same amount as in September 2021. The supply of homes remained at nearly one month in October 2021. A balanced market is six months of supply. Or a realtor sold 3,760 homes in October 2021, a decrease of 0.77% from 3,789 homes sold in September 2021. Sales were still 3% higher than October 2020. When it comes to buying or selling your home, having a trusted realtor by your side is the key to a successful move.